the Bible Workshop with Pastor Lee and Danita Body. Each week, we will take you on a journey into the Bible, exploring truth and faith. So stop wondering and start exploring with us. God is love. And as we abide in God's love, the Holy Spirit enables us to give love to others. Now, we can't say we love God, but hate people. So consider this. God loves the very people we claim to hate or even dislike. (laughs) Welcome back and greetings to our first time listeners. I'm Danita Boddy. I'm here with my husband, Pastor Lee Boddy. And uh, today we just want to talk about love for God, love for people, and um, just seeing things others through a biblical perspective, right? Yeah, and, and, and what's tied into that is true worship, because true mm-hmm. true worship results in justice, which results in what you just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> love for other people, because um, we look at justice in a, in a lot of different ways. But if you really love God, you got to love people, and we're going to see how this play out in this text. Um, uh, when God allowed some things to go on, which was probably which will probably surprise some people that's listening, but fascinating text, but let's jump right in. We're going to read Second Chronicles chapter 28, and I think you're going to read 1 through 11. Is that correct? 1 through 11, yes. Second Chronicles chapter 28. What version lots, are you reading? Lots of names here. Uh, the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. Okay. NASB. Take it away. Second Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1, the word of the Lord. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, and he did not do right in the sight of the Lord as David his father had done. But he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. He also made molten images for the Baals. Moreover, he burned incense in the valley of Ben-Hinnom and burned his sons in fire, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had driven out before the sons of Israel. He sacrificed and burned incense on the high places, on the hills and under every green tree. Wherefore, the Lord his God delivered him into the hand of the king of Aram, and they defeated him and carried away from him a number of captives and brought them to Damascus. And he was also delivered into the hand of the king of Israel, who inflicted him with heavy casualties. For Pekah, the son of Remaliah, slew in Judah 120,000 in one day all valiant men, because they had forsaken the Lord God of their fathers. And Zikri, a mighty man of Ephraim, slew Messiah, the king's son, and Azikram, the ruler of the house of Elkanah, the second to the king. The sons of Israel carried away the captive of their brethren, 200,000 women, sons, and daughters. And they took also a great deal of spoil from them and brought the spoil to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord was there, whose name was Oded. And he went out to meet the army which came to Samaria and said to them, Behold, because the Lord, the God of your fathers, was angry with Judah, he has delivered them into your hand, and you have slain them in a rage which has even reached heaven. Now you are proposing to subjugate for yourselves the people of Judah and Jerusalem for male and female slaves. Surely, Do you not have transgressions of your own against the Lord your God? Now, therefore, listen to me and return the captives captives whom you captured from your brothers, for the burning anger of the Lord is against you. 
Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and understanding of his word. Amen. Amen. So just kind of a wide view. Let's take a wide view and then we'll zoom in a little bit. What's going on here? We see um, God's judgment upon disobedience, right? Mm-hmm. Then we see who God used to uh, pronounce this judgment or actually carry out this judgment upon his people, right? And then we have God saying, you basically went too far with that judgment. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. All that plays out in this yeah. text. Now, I was thinking about that Um when I was thinking about this text, I was thinking about when I used to play softball and they have what they call in some sports, the mercy rule. When you have a whole lot, when you get up 15 points over your opponent or whatever in yes. this case, yes. and then they call the game. Call the, game. the mercy mm-hmm. rule is like, they're not mm-hmm. going to come back. Have mercy on them. The game is. Let's over. not humiliate them. Let's not humiliate <laughs> right. them. Right. And I was thinking about that um, when I, when I, um, and it's funny too. Let me just say this. Um, when, when we were the team that was winning, and the mercy rule was applied. We were all celebrating whatever. For having forgotten that, we too were on the other side once before where we needed mercy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the key to this text. Yeah. Uh, we kind of forgot that we also needed the mercy that we didn't show others. Amen. So with that in mind, okay, let's get started. Because um, we're talking about uh, King Ahaz, right? Uh, I, I, first of all, when I, when I saw verse 1, I found it fascinating that he was only... Uh, 20 years old. 20 years old. When he reigned. Now, I know well, some kings were even younger than that before. Yeah. But that's still a, a, a young man. A young I can imagine even today. And again, some biblical um, uh, examples, kings were even younger than that. But that's that's pretty young, right? Yeah. And Although back then, I'm sure they, they you sort of entered manhood. Yes. <laughs> a lot earlier than, yes, than, that. Than, than we do today, honestly, right? You know, uh-huh. at 20, you're, you're like... Taking care of a family and you're, <laughs> no, I know, right, you're right. working. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, three jobs. Right. right. <laughs> so, but I want to, um, again, I want to go back to our point. And remember, our, our point is, our big idea is how, how the love of God will spur you on to love people. Or it should, right? Uh, even even as we apply justice to a situation. Absolutely. Uh, so that's key. Yeah. Um, because sometimes that's needed, but yet love cannot disappear when doing so. Right. Um, and, and so we got to think about that, even as it relates to sharing our resources, you know, some bitterness in our heart toward others. We always got to be mindful of that. Right. Um, if we show contempt for someone because he or she is from another race or culture or whatever, that's not uh, uh, biblically sound um, judgment or or practice. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. We can't mistreat others. So uh, he was 20 years old. Right. When he became king, mm-hmm. he reigned 16 years where? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. So so that's key. But the next line is really key. Yeah. Well, and what did it say? He didn't do what was right in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> so, what, what as does that his mean? father David had done. So he's the son oh. of David and, he, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't walking right. And we know a lot about David, right? <laughs> yes. Because we know David, you know, had a lot of... Shortcomings. He did, but he had a heart. God said, That's you right. know, God had a heart for him. Um, and that, so David was this comparison because David was a mighty king. Yeah, he was. Uh, again, a man of the God's own heart. Yes. Um, and that's a lot to live up to. And apparently he didn't. He was the opposite. And that's that's that need to be pointed out because if you don't understand that, you won't understand what's coming after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so like, what does that mean? Well, it further, it goes on to explain, next verses, for 
He walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, and he made molded images for the Baals. So, okay, so what is that? We know the kings of Israel were idolaters, major idolaters. Okay. They, they loved, they, they just, you know, set up altars in the high places where they weren't supposed to. They didn't set them up where God said to. And oftentimes, usually it involves, involved like, you know, pagan wives or whatever that would start mm-hmm. to lead them into that pagan form of worship. Sin. Sin. Right. The, the, to- the opposite of David. In a nutshell, in, the opposite in of one David, right? tiny word, sin. Or just, right. yeah, doing contrary to what God said. That's right. And and this text, which is why we... we and um, a lot of the kings of Israel did that, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Which, you know, it was one one following God, the next one was not. Yeah. Um, But this text, because this is why we presented this text in, in this way, because it calls us back to this holistic spiritual life. And it begins with worshiping God, and it flows into the broader love for people. I don't want anyone to forget that. Um, so he was doing the opposite. And of course, God is not happy with that because then it got specific. You 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 gave a general overview, but it got kind of specific. Yeah. Right. In verse three. He right? does some crazy things. And, yeah. and and of those crazy things, burning incense and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. he did something that was that was, kind of blew my mind in verse three. Yes. When he, um Sacrifice his sons. Yeah, he burned. It says he burned incense, okay, in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, where he wasn't supposed to, and he burned his sons in fire. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, <laughs> that's bad enough, but <laughs> let me try to just set the table here, right? So in Old Testament time, right, in Israel, and we're studying this in First Kings. Exactly. Right? I was just thinking of that. Israel was divided. At this point, it's divided. Halfway through First Kings, it became divided. Mm-hmm. It being Jerusalem, right, became divided. Uh uh, split in two. Yes, split into so, a northern and southern kingdom. It was once one kingdom, but they allowed their uh, selfish desires and greed mm-hmm. to separate them. That's right. It became two kingdoms, northern and southern. And one was called Judah, right? Right. So um, Judah was in the south. So we had the remaining 10 tribes, collectively known as Israel, right? Uh, they were and, in the north. Yeah. In this passage, Ahaz is king of the southern kingdom. Right. Right. And later on, we'll see in the, in this text that Pekah is the king of the northern kingdom. Right. And we'll get to him in a second. And Ahaz the southern kingdom because that's where Jerusalem yes. was in the southern kingdom. Yes. God wanted the temple to remain there. A- Amen. Right? Amen. Okay. Uh, and, and that's very important. And again, it's so uh, fresh with us because we're studying first kingdom yeah, and, exactly. and Bible study, right? Um, so um, King Ahaz, uh, you, you know what I said about him? I, here's how I summed up. He was lousy. <laughs> that may be not strong enough. Mm-hmm. He's a lousy king. Absolutely lousy, right? Um, these sacrifices, when he sacrificed his kids, it took place. It's located south of the temple. Um, and you can imagine, um, which was kind of brought out later, the aroma from that. Mm-hmm. All this bad stuff he's doing, sacrificing. It was like burning garbage. Yeah, whatever. and that was a form of worship from the god, the pagan god Moloch. Yes. And Moloch was the god that you know, everybody, the pagans who worshipped him, that was a thing. That was a ritual. You burn children as a sacrifice. Revolting, know? right? Yeah. And so the God's people, right? Uh-huh. Israel was not supposed to be doing that stuff, worshipping <laughs> that. They were supposed to be worshipping the God. Amen. Yahweh. Yes. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> amen. And it said, he sac- verse 4, and he sacrificed... And he burned incense mm-hmm. on the high places, mm-hmm. on the hills. and Where God every... said not to. Yes. Because there was, was a key. temple in Jerusalem that was that God had ordained. 
So they weren't supposed to worship anywhere else. <laughs> right. The exact opposite. The high places is where they had the, you know, the, yes. the idolatry was going on. Yes. The total opposite of David. Right. His father. Yeah. On the hills and under every green tree. Right. Uh, now we're in verse five. Now, this is somewhat of a turning point. Verse nine is going to be another one. Yeah. So God had a problem with that. Absolutely. Of course, he has a problem with sin, right? And he addresses it. He addresses every it. time. And 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 this may surprise some people. He used other people to basically spank, discipline his people. Yeah. Right. And this this starts in verse five. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, the verse five on through eleven, and again nine is going to be another turning point. Describes what what's known as for you scholars out there the Syro Ephraimite War. Uh, and this war sprang up from a group of nations that were trying to form this NATO-like alliance that we have now today, where everybody joined, that Russia don't want to join right now, mm-hmm. uh, this alliance. And it was against Assyria. So Judah was nestled in a hill country, so they refused to join this alliance. Now remember, God is mad because, not mad, he's going he's gonna to spank them because of their sin. Judgment. Judgment. Let's be clear. That's right, judgment. God's judgment is about to fall upon uh, Aram. It's righteous judgment. The king of Judah. Right? Um, so they attack Ahaz and the tribe of Judah starting in verse five, because God is, God said enough, enough is enough. Right. Well, and I like how it says, it says, wherefore the Lord, his God delivered him. That's right. Into the hand of the King of Aram. That tells me God is in control. Keep going. And they defeated him. This is King Ahaz, right? Consequences. The one who's burning, burned his son and all that. Uh They defeated him. And carried away from him a great number of captives and brought them to Damascus. So sin has consequences, Consequences, right? And these are the consequences, some of the consequences of his sin, right? right? So God allowed another nation to come in and defeat them. I'll say it like this. uh, Abandonment of God inevitably led to abandonment by God. Absolutely. How's that? Yeah. That makes sense? Yep. So um, God used these people as an instrument of his judgment. Toward his people, defeat Ahaz, um, um, because of sin. Right. Because right. when they're obedient, the Lord is their fiercest protector. Yes. They they could have an army of five and they'll defeat <laughs> an army of That's thousands right. and we see when that God is on their side when they're being obedient. Amen. But when they're disobedient and he takes his hands off of them and lets them go into, you know, the chaos of the world, this is what happens. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, we're introduced to another person. I'm going to break down every single person. I'm going to just highlight the, the, the very important ones for the sake of our big idea and our, our workshop. In verse six, we're, we're introduced to another person. Yeah, Pekka. Pekka was far from a godly man himself, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, as he has his hands full of dealing with this invasion of Assyria. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that also, he had that problem in 2 Kings, too, chapter 15, um, if you want to read more about that. Um, so, verse nine imagine a large group of victorious soldiers, sweaty, happy, holding weapons of destruction, giddy with wine, singing songs of conquest, walking down the road with their plunder. Because and, they had defeated, right? Okay, you went to nine. Because uh, they had defeated, right, Judah, right? Right, they're prisoners of war. They have them, right? right? So verse six tells us they 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 were slain like one hundred twenty thousand in one day. But here's the key too: right. they weren't foreign prisoners. No, they were their brothers and sisters yes. from the United Nations of Israel. Right, right. Um, and so verse nine, uh, God used this prophet. Who was a prophet? Oh, dead. You know, and and please correct me. Just a little sidebar. Correct me if I say Obed. 
Yeah, it's Obed. <laughs> because yeah. Obed is another character it's in another scripture. Ca- yeah. And my mind automatically uh, go back to him every yeah. time I see this. Oh, oh. This is Oded. Oded. <laughs> so, and that's important because I don't want to mix up No the relation. <laughs> my mind defaults already to Obed every time. Oded. <laughs> I think he even wrote that down one time. I'm trying to explain this. So he basically said, this prophet of the Lord um, said, what we have? Verse 9. Oh, can read verse 9. Verse nine, verse nine says, but a prophet of the Lord was there whose name was Oded. And he went out to meet the army, which came to Samaria and said to them, behold, because the Lord, the God of your fathers was angry with Judah, he has delivered them into your hand and you have slain them in a rage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which has even reached heaven. Yeah. I want you to read that because that really explains some things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And what God is up to with them. Uh, And then he's speaking with. Through the prophet, Oded. So basically he's saying, you are taking this too far, mm-hmm. right? Enough is enough. Again, that's why I use the illustration going back to the softball <laughs> in the beginning, because we were taking our our laughing at them. They were, we were winning 15 to nothing, mercy rule. We were taking it too far. Mm-hmm. God is saying, you're taking this too far. Um, I use you to punish Judah, but don't think this gave, gives you a license to take it beyond, you know, um, what I, what I want or I desire, right? As I bring judgment upon them, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, don't turn this into a bloodbath and then uh, uh, take it to the next level. That's that's what he's trying to say to them, right? Now, Oded had, you know, he's a prophet, but I think he had a lot of courage. Um, but because because he knows when you really love God and other people, sometimes you have to fight for them. So God is calling this prophet to fight for them. Does that make sense? That even though you love God, you love people. Sometimes you got to fight for the less fortunate. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. That's true today? Always. I mean, sometimes you got to take a stand for, for God in defending people who are being um, punished. Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Um, and to put a real face on it, people who don't look like you, who weren't raised where you were raised, you know. You, you have to step out on faith. Remember, I'm talking about loving God. You got to love people. If you love God, you got to love people. Mm-hmm. You got to stand in the gap sometime to be that instrument of change for people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it doesn't mean just being being nice. Right. I say don't be godly, but sometimes you have to take a stance. Right. In defending and protecting people. Sometimes you have to be loud. Mm-hmm. You have to sin, but you have to be forceful and loud mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily loud with your mouth. Because uh, Dr. King was loud with his actions and others, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it meant going to jail for them, right? So God is saying, you're taking it too far. You're using a prophet to tell them. And verse 10, he said what? Well, I like that. He says, you, you know, you're proposing to subjugate the people of Judah and Jerusalem, right? And make them slaves. But surely, here's the key. Surely, do you not have transgressions of your own Whoa. against the Lord your God? Wow. See, and do you not have your own stuff? <laughs> yes. And, and that's key, right? Bringing it right. all back into the proper right. perspective, right? right. Um, and, and again, and, and what I like about this is Oded wasn't saying anything new. He was just reminding the people what God had already said. Mm-hmm. His critique is based on previous revelation from God to his people. Excessive violence and war was regularly met with God's disapproval. Yeah. You know, once you conquer, okay, you conquered. Especially they're saying it's like... <laughs> At the end of the day, 
these are these are tribes. Yes, these are the tribes of Israel. These are your people, fellow Israelites. Right. And 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 waging war like that and, con and continue to do so was against the Levitical law in Leviticus chapter fifteen, starting at verse thirty nine, ending in verse forty three. Like, th and they knew that because you know God's like, okay, enough is enough. In other words, God is saying through Oded. You can't say you love me and then ignore and inflict pain on people and then keep on inflicting pain on people, you mm -hmm. know, taking it too far. Mm -hmm. Okay. In other words, they got the message. Remember, God is in control of all of this, right? Um, um, so basically, like I said before. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking, like, you know, and, and I, I guess when, when you hit it home, that, that really is it. They just, they went too far because we know that God did want to... Um, discipline Ahaz, right? Mm -hmm. Young king following, you know, deep, knee deep in idolatry. But Aram, <clears throat> who he allowed and used to do it, just went well into their own um, sinful yes. Uh, yes. rage. Yeah. And, and again, I can't say this enough, what I'm about to say. Ironically, and you notice, the northern tribes, the victorious army now, should have known better. I can't stress that enough. 200 years before, the northern kingdom had allowed their spiritual lives to go bad, and the southern kingdom attacked and defeated them. So they knew what it was like to be defeated and victimized, right? Yeah. So why are you then turning around and doing the same thing that you didn't like or, or you knew was not uh, God's will? So, And that was the point. So, And you read what, verse 10? Yeah, verse 10. Okay, finish verse 11 up. is... Now, therefore, listen to me and return the captives whom you captured from your brothers, for the burning anger of the Lord is against you. Amen. Amen. So, um, again, we can't stress it enough. They have experienced God's mercy before. Um, we, we need this divine turnaround, right? And the leaders of Israel need to listen. Um, and, and here we go. Because I want to bridge the gap. It's like it's like they took justice in their own hands. Yeah, you know, um, and and God does not ask us to do that. Yeah, and that and that really, you know, it came to fruition. You know, if you want to end it, it was verses twelve through fifteen, because we see really see the divine turnaround. The leaders of Israel finally listened, right? And and three men in particular took it upon themselves to convey this divine warning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um, and then they finally got it. But I want to bridge this gap. Yeah, they had the wherewithal to do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I want to bridge the gap from back then to now, you know, as we wrap this up. Okay. Um, you, want, you want to ready to cross this bridge with me? Um, at the heart of the Christian story, it's a similar lesson about how we should treat people, right? Um, because this is how God treated us, right? You're ever mindful of that, right? When, 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 when Odeh confronted Israel with their mistreatment of the people of Judah, they, they repent eventually. They have a change of heart, which is true repentance, a change of heart, which results in a change of behavior. Mm -hmm. That's true repentance, ladies and gentlemen. Um, everyone who's listening, I want to say that one more time. They have a change of heart that led to a change in behavior. That is true repentance. The, the You're talking about Aram, the, yes. the ones who were coming. Okay, yeah. So it's not just saying you're sorry or mm -hmm. saying I, I repent, God, praying to God. It's act, it has to work its way through your heart to your feet where you actually change. Because repentance works that way for us, right? You feel conviction in your heart. And then second, you start to change. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, right? And you can't make yourself repent. The Holy Spirit, God, is a convicting convicting God who tells you, no, that does not glorify me. And then you open your heart to change, right? And that's exactly what happens here. 
The men designated by name took some of the prisoners and from the plunder, they clothed all who were naked, verses 12 through 15. Mm. They provided them with clothes, sandals, food, and drink, even healing balm. All those who were weak, they put on donkeys. That, that's, that's, the, that's the closing, putting a bow on this, verses 12 through 15. A heart, in, in, yes. Yeah, in 2 Chronicles chapter 28. And we have to be the same way. Yeah. Right? It's telling us how to treat prisoners of war in every situation. Not necessarily literally prisoners of war, but th- them too. But I'm talking about in our own dispute. Right. When the Holy Spirit speaks and mm-hmm. you and and calls you to have compassion for someone, yes. you know, yes. to um to to turn around from your approach. Yes. Right. We have to listen. Yeah, amen. We have to listen and amen. not become stubborn and you know, stuck in what in our ways and our pride, pride, stubbornness, all of that are huge. We have to truly listen to God. Amen. Amen. Or else we'll go too far. Yeah. We'll take it too far. And that's for everyone. That's for every movement. That's for everything, right? Exactly. And it, because then I think verse 10 really is the key. Don't you have your own sin? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I like that. I like that. No, Surely I like you have your own that. sin. Yes, so yes. so I, I, to me, it's like a warning against this, like, don't, don't, don't become self-righteous. Yes. Don't become yes. self-righteous. Yes. Right? Yes. Have compassion for others. Don't forget. Right. Be patient in your dealing with that, people. That you need mercy too. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that hits home. Right. Now, even in the matter of social justice, we must show mercy to the needy. It's simple, right? Feed them, clothe them, help them, give them medicine, whatever they need. Uh, I don't care what they look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I think about people coming over from the border, actually um, leaving their country in Mexico for for better days, for a better way of living, or whatever. It's terrible over there. We mm-hmm. must show mercy in everything. And, I, I think of. Right? Um, I think of prison ministries. Yes. Prison yes. ministry, right? It's it's easy to just throw people away, lock them up because they've done wrong, right? They're sinners. We call them criminals. But they're sinners. Amen. Lock them up, right? Mm-hmm. But but prison ministries are all over this world. Right. And it's That's such right. a beautiful thing to say, but but God still loves you. Yeah. And we're going to still come here and minister to you. Awesome. And make sure you're okay. Absolutely. Right. And, and I think of one started by Chuck Colson. Uh, he started a prison ministry that's, that's just blown up. It's um, been going on for years and years now, probably decades. Yeah. But really, yeah, not throwing them away with the bathwater, you know. Again, here, and here's the message. How you treat people reveals how much you worship and love God. Absolutely. How you treat people reveals how much you worship and love God. Treating people well is a sign of true spirituality. And that goes always far as forgiving others, right? It's a sign that you understand the 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 forgiveness that you have received from God. Does Amen. that make sense? Amen. No, we didn't think about that. I bet as listeners, when, when we started out, they were like, <laughs> we read the passage. Like, it's like, go with that? Where, how does this tie in with <laughs> with love and people? What is going <laughs> on? I hope, I hope, I hope it came it. together for you at yes. the end. Yes. Um, and my final remark would just be that our justice must reflect God's justice. Amen. So right? It, it's not our own. Amen. It's not our own. And that, that was a lesson right here in this text. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right. right. We hope you enjoyed this workshop. As always, we look forward to meeting you back here next week. God bless. Thank you for joining us on the Bible Workshop. Now take what we've studied and apply it. We'll see you again next week.